This call may be recorded or transcribed. It's a happy Friday. It's a clear victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me here on the call? Good morning. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday and good morning to you, Grateful Deborah Evans. <laughs> Always good to hear you. Always good mm-hmm. to hear you at come out to certain blocks. You too. Thank you. Be blessed, sister. Same to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's Men's Day at Declare Victory. We are here on the wall, warring for the Lord. Is there anybody else that just joined the call? Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not. Come to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew, who's with me on the call. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. 
thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? It's a happy Friday between victory. My name is Andrew, who's just joining me on the call. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go, and sell that thou hast, and give unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily, I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter in the kingdom of God. This is the clear victory. My name is Andrew. Who stands with me on the call this morning? When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew. Who's just joining me on the call? Good morning, brother. We do happy Friday. It's brother Michael. Hey, brother Michael. God bless you. Happy Friday. Glad to have you on the wall. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Friday, Sister Eva. All the time, God is good. He definitely got our back always. Good to hear you down this morning. Good morning, it's Dr. Chris. Good morning, Dr. Cree. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Go ahead. Andrew, I have a prayer request. Um, You know, I moved from Atlanta to Texas, and my 19-year-old went to a party. Yesterday, he tested uh, positive. The rest of us in the house were negative, but it's been a rough rough night. Um, So I just need prayer. His name is Cameron. Okay. He's suffering really bad. He's really suffering bad. Okay, so he tested positive for COVID? COVID, yeah, yesterday, yeah. 
Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. It's Diane. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Diane. God bless you. God bless you, too. Good morning. It's Sister Lisa. Happy Friday, and God bless everyone on the call. God bless you, Sister. Happy Friday. Thank you. It's an amazing day at Declare Victory. It's Men's Day. Who's with us on the call? Hey, good morning, Brother Andrew. This is Valerie. I have a prayer request. How are you? Good, Valerie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Mm-hmm. Um, just, oh, can I can I give you my prayer request? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, De- uh, Desiree is her name. Uh-huh. And uh, we are... Uh, thanking God, she is healed in the name of Jesus. She was she's a breast cancer survivor and was diagnosed with COVID nineteen. So we thank God, she is all the way healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. We stand Amen. in agreement. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. There was there was someone else uh, speaking. Oh, you still there? Good morning. It's Miss B. How are you? Hey, Miss B. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. It's Susie. Hey, Susie. Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you as well. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You as well. Thank you, you Brother. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie. Happy Friday. Have a wonderful day. You as well, Sister. The joy of the Lord is our strength. My name is Andrew. We are here to sit beneath the spout where the glory runs out. Because God is our strength and a very present help in trouble. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, this is Marcella. Good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. Blessings. Likewise. It's Men's Day at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who's here to help me lift the name of the Lord? Um, Kim, good morning, Andrew. Good morning, good morning. Claire, family. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Thank good. You. We're standing for it. Wonderful. Yeah, we we have a uh, we we as a as a people of God have a lot of work to do. Uh, a lot of folks need prayer right now. So I'm um, in. I'm encouraging my sisters and my brothers to to use this opportunity while we can because the numbers are growing. This pandemic is not really over. So we need to 
take our rightful position. Everybody, we, we all know somebody that's still suffering. And by, by the word of God and the grace of God, we can make a difference. So I'll ask one more time. Is there anybody just joining us wants to say hi? Hey, good morning, John. Morning, great morning. Andrew? Ah, God bless you, sir. Happy Friday. According to the clock on the wall, we need to get started. So I'm going to ask everyone that can hear me to put your phone on mute, make sure that feature is activated, and your phone stays on mute until such time you're asked by the prayer warrior to come off mute so that the word of God will not be interrupted or any stumbling blocks put forth for anyone to hear what the word of God is saying. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call, and we meet Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, to edify, empower, and encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today, Friday, is Men's Day. Only men are in the schedule to bless you this morning. Please be sure to continue joining us daily through July. Our monthly theme is the Beatitudes. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on our understanding the Beatitudes according to the mind, heart, and will of God. Three announcements are before us this morning. Firstly, there is no Friday Night Live this evening. I repeat, Friday Night Live will not be this evening. Secondly, please remember there will be no more Saturday prayer calls on a temporary basis on Declare Victory. Prayer calls will resume Monday through Friday, same time, same place, same number. We wanna give the day back to the callers so they can spend time with their families and their respective churches. Again, Saturday broadcasts are suspended temporarily. Please use that time to continue the work of God. Thirdly, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission to declare victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week, week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with the Clear Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three avenues to do such. First avenue, theclearvictory.org. 
second avenue, log on to paypal.me slash declarevictory. Or the third avenue, log in to cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. There's three ways again declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, cash app dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and your trusting in Him. There were no prayers added to our online prayer app. There were two emergency prayers, prayer requests asked. One is for Cameron. Cameron has recently moved and in the city wherein he finds himself, he has tested positive with COVID-19 and the symptoms seem to be severe. We are asking the Lord, the God of all healing, to come to his aid with a touch. Second request is for Desiree. We need complete healing for Desiree. Pop the bottle. And we're asking the Lord, who was gracious and merciful, to heal her. We also have residual prayer requests that we need to keep in our minds and hearts. Firstly, we're praying again for the children. God has uh, a soft spot in his heart for widows, orphans, children, and the strangers in our gates. And we're asking the people of God to remember the children that are still separated from their parents, the children that are being bullied, the children that are lonely, the children that are being isolated in their homes, the ones that are being abused, the ones in trafficking, the ones that are doing poorly in school, the ones that are enduring uh, harm to their, to their spirit by being told that they're no good. They're like they're the parent that's disliked by the other parent, the a peer group that they're like being uh, that <clears throat> that they're being hurt or chased by or ridiculed by. So many things go through a mind of a child, and in this day and age, as the children are being forced to act in a world that they're not mature enough to navigate properly, we, the people of God, need to step in. We're praying for the elderly. We're praying for those in hospitals, in hospice care, the ones that are still feeling isolated and alone because of the pandemic. We're praying for the children of those elderly, that they assist and honor their parents, regardless of the past. We're praying for the first responders in the pandemic, which is still a thing. We're praying for the clergymen that have to bear the 
the weight of their congregations and the ones that are feeling lonely and isolated because it's hard for them to find people that see them as regular people and not clergymen anymore. We're praying for each other. We're praying for homes and marriages. We're praying for leadership from the federal level down to the local YMCA. And we're just praying for our strength in the Lord. All of these things and more should be on our hearts when we approach the throne of grace. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother David. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother David. The declaration will be rendered by Apostle Pierre. Immediately following the declaration, Apostle Pierre will take us through to love, life, and victory, where he will answer questions, offer more insight on the lesson that he teaches. Scripture for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gog or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, please check your phone once again and make sure the mute feature is activated and ongoing. And don't deactivate it until you are instructed to do so. Thank you for that. We also ask you to maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level and to not pray over the prayer warrior's voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and your cooperation. And now pass the call to our prayer warrior. My name is Andrew Hart, and God bless you all. Brother David, if you're praying, we can't hear you. Brother David, if you're praying, we can't hear you. Almighty and all-wise God, given every good and perfect gift, as we come bow down before your awesome throne we say thank we say thank you we have thanksgiving on our breath we laud you and hold you up father because there is none like you there is no one like you no one so strong no one so merciful no one so 
forgiving, no one so holy, no one so trustworthy. Father God, you are a companion that will never leave us or forsake us. You are he who opens and no one shuts. And you are he that can close and no one can open. Father God, we love you and we need you. Firstly, Father, forgive us for our sins. They're manifold. They're ever before you. David said, if I regard an iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Father God, we need you to hear the requests on our heart. So please, Father, clean us so that we, in our words, be acceptable to you as we come before you, Father, on the behalf of others and ourselves. Father God, please, we ask you to look over us, Father. Lift us and make us stronger. Make our hearts sensitive to the people around us, Father God, that need us. We will praise your name, Father, but we need to draw them and be a difference in the communities where we dwell. And we need to be a difference for those that are in harm's way. Father God, we ask that you bless the children. We ask that you reach them where they are, Father God. We ask that you lift your hedges of protection and send your warring angels to them, Father, so that they will be safe. Father God, touch your children so that they can make a difference in their lives. Father God, we ask that you go to the hospice care centers, the retirement centers, the ICU and the emergency rooms, Father, as the God of all healing. Do what you do best, Father, which is the impossible. Father God, we need you. We can't do this without you. Father God, strengthen those that war against the principalities and powers. Strengthen those, Father, who feel themselves being weak or weary. Father God, we ask that you quicken the spirits of those that are less inclined to go to war for the word, who think that they are doing enough, Father, when there's always so much more to do. Father God, we need you. Help us, Father. Help us to not be given to presumptuous sins. Help us to be patient with our brothers and sisters, Father, so that love cover a multitude of sins and faults. Father God, we need you. We need you, Father, with... We need you, Father, in our study, that we study your word, Father, to show ourselves approved unto you, not to man, Father God, but to you. Oh, Father, we need you. We plead the blood on our cause, Father God. Some of us have strayed, Father. Some of us have taken extended vacations, Father, from the work that you have ordained us to do. Father God, some of us are afraid but you do not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Father God, some are just still fighting a battle that they need help with, Father. Send help to their side, Father God. 
speak to their spirits that they know that you are the rock that they can hide behind. Your shadow will cover them, Father. We just need you, Father. We can't do this by ourselves. Father God, we ask that you look down on Cameron and lift him and protect him, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, the virus that is ravaging so many lives, Father, hold it at bay, Father God. Touch him and heal him, Father. Strengthen him as only you can so that others will see and bear witness that your hand has brought this. No one else can get the credit, Father, but you. Be a miracle in this young man's life. Father God, we're asking that you heal and touch Desiree. Touch her father. Make her a good and ready witness of what the hand of the Lord can do and has done. Father God, let that be the sign marker that when tough times come later, she can look back and see what the Lord brought her from and gain strength from that. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you to just be God. Father God, you need no help. Your name is above every name. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for the salvation that is brought to us. Father, we need you more than ever. But we're here to praise your name, Father God. We're here to lift your name, Father God. We're here to proclaim your name to those that hear us so that they will, Father God, we need you. We just need you, Father God. We need you to help us, Father, be the microphone, be the witness that you need right now in the world so that the weak can say they're strong and the careless men their ways. Father God, we need to make that difference while there's still time. But Father God, we're here to praise your name. We're here to lift your name. We're here to strengthen our fellowship with you, Father, through worship and adoration of you, Father. There's no name higher than you. There is no one like you. And your name is so high when you had to swear by a name, you had to swear by your own name because no other name was adequate. Father God, we need you. And I need everyone that can hear me to take your phones off mute and lift your name in praise of our, of our Father God. Because we love him. We need him. Father God, Father God, bless us, Father. Bless us, Father. As we stand in the gap for so many others, Father, we need you, Father.
Thank you, Lord God. Father God, we can't take another step without you guiding us. Hold us in your arms, Father God. Love us. Our names are written in your hands, Father. As we proceed through our day, we ask you to bless us. Go before us and keep us. Strengthen us, stand by us, sanctify us anew, Father God. We ask that you bless the declarer. Be his words, Father God. Be our ears. That your word connect to our spirit, Father, and we be stronger for the same. These and other blessings we ask in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. As I pass the call. Amen. Good morning, family. It is a wonderful day to be victorious. I am Apostle Pierre. I just wanted to hop on and just speak blessings over your day and see how everyone is doing today. To Dion and to the rest of the Declare Victory family, thank you guys for having me again. It is always a pleasure to be with you. I'm really excited about our theme for this month, the Beatitudes. Uh, this is one of the paramount um, sermons of Jesus's ministry or his teachings when he was teaching the disciples about how to really walk with him. And so our declaration today is going to be short, but it's going to be really insightful on one of the things that the Beatitudes really just shows to me and the revelation that I got from it. Uh, when we look at the Beatitudes, it's found in Matthew chapter 5. Starting at verse number one, I'm going to read from the God's Word translation so we can have a better understanding. Uh, it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up a mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And he said, blessed are those who recognize that they are spiritually helpless. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are gentle, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's approval, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are those who show mercy, for they will be treated with mercy. Blessed are those whose thoughts are pure, for they will see God. Blessed are those who make peace, because they will be called God's children. Blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what God approves of. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. And blessed are you. When people insult you, persecute you, lie, and say all things of evil about you because of me, 
Rejoice and be glad because you have a great reward in heaven. The prophets who lived before you were persecuted in these ways. The very first thing that I want to point out about the Beatitudes is this. It says that when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up a mountain. So he went to the high place. He went to the place where he can be the teacher. And he sat down and it says the disciples came to him. In order for us to operate effectively and efficiently in the Beatitudes, in order for us to gain the benefits of the Beatitudes, the very first thing that we have to do is we have to be willing to come to Jesus and be taught. Sometimes we as uh, children of God, sometimes we as humans, the mistake that we make is we spend so much time being the teacher that we never take time to be the student. And so in us taking that time to be the student, we can learn exactly how to teach people. To teach people. One of the golden rules of our house and even of scripture is treat others the way that you will have them to treat you. And so most of the time, we have teachers in our school system, we have bosses uh, on our jobs, we have even parents in our home that uh, never take out the time to be the student just because they're grown. It's do as I say and not as I do. It's you can't teach me anything because I've been here longer than you. And so sometimes we have to look at the fact that every day in our life can be a teaching moment, whether it comes from a kid or whether it comes from an adult. So we have to be able to learn in all of our surroundings. Then he went on to say this. He says, he says, blessed are those who recognize that they are spiritually helpless because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. When we get to the place where we realize that it's not in our strength, it's not in our might, it's not in our power, but it's simply through the power of God and we can't do anything without him, then the kingdom of heaven belongs to us. Because that's saying, God, in you I put my faith, in you I put my trust. Um, what I like to say to my church family is the reason I keep losing this fight is because my hands are too small. And most of the time when a situation becomes too big for us, we have to learn to put that thing in the hands of God because my hands are too small for it. My hands are too small to carry it. My hands were equipped. Hear this with your with your spirit. My hands were equipped not to fight this battle, but to lift my hands and worship through it. My hands have been equipped and sized enough so I can lift my hands and watch God fight, if that makes sense to you. And so the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. That's saying that when you realize that you are spiritually helpless, then all of heaven's resources are extended to you. You have angelic assistance. You have healing. You have everything that heaven supplies God will release into the earth to come and assist you because you need help. The word of God says it this way. It says that the righteous cry out and the Lord heareth them and he delivereth them from out of all of their trouble. When we cry out unto God, he sends the resources from heaven. The kingdom of heaven comes to us. And so the next verse, it says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. When Jesus left, his disciples were hurt. When Jesus left, his mother was hurt. When Jesus left, there was a void that was missing. And so it is in the spirit, so it is in the natural. We have loved ones that have died. We have loved ones that have moved on. We have loved ones that have even transitioned. And, or we have some things that have happened in our life that caused us to be grievous or that caused us to mourn, for they shall be comforted. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, who's the comforter. And so he comes and he not only comforts, but he leads us into all truth. He leads us. And so the next one says, blessed are those who are gentle, for they will inherit the earth. 
there are certain things that we don't have to force our way into. There are certain uh, words, the word of God, we were talking about it last night with my family. The word of God says it this way, a still tongue makes a wise head and a soft answer turns away wrath. The scripture also tells us to agree with our adversary quickly. The scripture also tells us that um, be slow to speak. And so when we're gentle, when, when we're not so harsh with our words, when we're not so forceful, uh, even when you look at dealing with delicate plants, you can't just go and just take weed whackers and just start chopping down the rose bush. You have to be gentle with it. You have to teach it. You have to uh, train it on how to grow properly. There are certain procedures that you have to take to be gentle with it. You're just not going to take a baby and handle it any kind of way. You have to be gentle. And so they will inherit the earth. That means that the earth will respond to what you say when you handle it correctly. There are some things that have not manifested in our life and that have not come to us uh, in a way that was gentle to us. And we haven't inherited the earth because we have mishandled the earth. Let me give you an example. And so when we, when we look in the book of Genesis and we see that Cain has killed Abel and God asked him, what have you done? The reason he asked, what have you done, is because the word of God says that the earth begins to cry out because of Cain's blood. And so there was something that was illegally put into the ground that caused the earth to respond. And so he could not inherit that. He could not inherit the earth because he illegally put something in it that, that was silent, that was forceful. And so what have you put into the earth that wasn't gentle? How have you handled the people in your life? How have you handled the situations in your life? What is it that you are destined to do that you're trying to force your way through? And is that the reason why you're not inheriting the earth? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's approval. There are certain things in our life that we do for other people's approval, and we are not satisfied. There are certain things that, that we've ever experienced in our life that we've done for other people. I can recall going through my divorce. I can recall getting all of these diplomas and PhDs and certificates and certifications. And when I went through my divorce, I was meeting with my therapist, and my therapist made a copy of all of my certifications, and she ripped them up, and she said, you did all of this for nothing. And I was mad at her. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you spent your whole life performing on a stage for people who were never watching. You spent your whole life doing all of these things so people will give you accolades and you didn't look for God's approval. And here it is, here it is 38 years later, you're not satisfied because you did everything for everybody else. You did not do it for God. You did not do it because it was something that you wanted to do to bring pleasure to God. The word of God says to us, it says that whatever you do, do it unto the glory of the Lord. That's the only way we're satisfied. Can I ask you this question this morning? Is the reason that you're not satisfied is because you're not operating in purpose, but you're operating on someone else's passion? You're operating on something that someone else told you to do. I look at different cultures, and although we, we, we say this is great, which in some instances it is, but different cultures, they, they train their children to be certain things. 
when you look in different um, races, they train their children to be certain things. Everyone in this generation is a doctor. Everyone in this generation is a lawyer. Everyone in this family on all this bloodline has to be a teacher. And is it their real passion? What happens when you have the child that says, hey, I don't want to be a doctor, but I want to be an actor? They're shunned or they're pushed aside, and they're not satisfied because they're operating in a purpose that was tailor-made for them, not by God, but by somebody else. Blessed are those who show mercy, for they shall be treated with mercy. Um, I would like to paraphrase this and say, blessed are those who show forgiveness, for they shall receive forgiveness. Many times we, we look at, um, and I was talking about this with my family yesterday as well, sometimes we put unrealistic expectations on people and we're disappointed when they don't meet them. And so we, we, we say, well, I can't forgive that. They, you don't understand what they did to me, but how many things have you done to God that he's forgiven? How can you ask God to treat you with mercy when you have not extended that same grace, when you have not extended that same? Now, I'm not saying let people walk over you. I'm saying that just because you forgive a person or just because you extend mercy, it does not mean that you have to give them the same level of access. And so some of us, have, have not even given mercy. We have held on to grudges. We have held on to bitterness. We have held on to anger. So blessed are those who show mercy because they shall be treated with mercy. They shall receive mercy. Blessed are those whose thoughts are pure. This is one of my favorites. Blessed are those whose thoughts are pure, for they will see God. Most of the time, when we see people, when we when we see people that struggle with something, I've been in church uh, environments and in situations where people have walked in, and, and the perception because of how they looked on the outside, oh, she's a prostitute, oh, she's a lesbian, oh, he's on drugs. The perception of them because of their outward appearance has caused them to be prejudged. And it says, blessed are those whose thoughts are pure. When we we begin to truly have discernment as a church. We do not see people through our eyes. We see them through God's eyes, for they shall see God. When was the last time you looked in someone's face and you saw God? You saw past their flaws. You saw past their issues, and you saw God. Blessed are those who make peace, for they will be called God's children. I'm reminded of when Jesus was captured after he came out of prayer and, and Peter went and he cut off the ear of the soldier. Jesus could have said, yeah, that's what you get. But Jesus put the soldier's ear back on. Blessed are those who make peace, for they shall be called God's children. We have so many, and, and I hope I don't offend you guys when I say this, but if I do, it's okay. We'll, you'll be delivered by morning. But we, we, have, we have so many people that raise so much hell but they claim to be God's children. They, they cause so much mess. They cause so, many, um, so much division, but they claim to be God's children. God's children are the peacemakers. They're the ones that say, hey, listen, I, I get it, so let's come to a happy meeting. Let's rectify this. Blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what God approves of. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Everything that you do, only my grandmother used to say, only what you do for Christ will last. 
there's some things that we do, and when we do it for Christ, we're talked about, we're ridiculed. There's there's so many people, uh, if my grandmother was here, what my grandmother would say is there's so many people that you bend over backwards to help, and all they do is give you their behind to kiss. But the word of God says, blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what God approves of. God approves of you treating people the way that you want to be treated. God approves of you helping the sick. He approves of you helping the homeless. He approves of you helping the widow. He approves of you praying for those that despitefully use you. He approves of you giving to the poor. He approves of you going to the hospital. He approves of you doing these things for the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. He said, hey, if you try to follow and act like I act, I have a place that belongs to you. Blessed are you when people assault you, persecute you, lie, say all kinds of evil things of you because of me. Oh, you just you just one of them Bible thumpers. Oh, you you just holier than thou. And it's not that I'm trying to be holier than thou. I'm trying to be like Christ. That they insulted the the uh, disciples because of who Jesus was. There are some people that I found out don't even like me because of my mom and my daddy. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And you're like, I didn't even do that. But blessed are the people who insult you, persecute you, lie and say all things of you just because they don't like God. The last verse says this. It says, rejoice and be glad because you have a great reward in heaven. The prophets who lived before you were persecuted and you swayed. You got to understand that there is nothing new under the heaven. There are some things that are just going to happen, and, and history repeats itself. But when will you make up your mind to change it? Rejoice and be glad because you have a reward in heaven. What if this scripture, and I'm just going to give you food for thought, what if this scripture is really telling you when it says rejoice and be glad? Because you have a reward in heaven. What if God is saying, hey, make another decision? Instead of cussing them out, invite them to dinner. Let's, let, let's think about this for a moment. And once again, I talked to my family about this last night. Judas, many people got upset because of what he did to Jesus, but it was necessary. And Jesus told him, do it quickly. What if the lies and and all of these things that are going on with you, God is just trying to show you how to get access to heaven. What if it's all a part of the prophecy concerning your purpose? When we look at these Beatitudes, and, and I'm actually done, when we look at these Beatitudes, we see a promise that's attached to our response. Blessed are those who recognize that they are helpless. If you recognize you're helpless, the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. Blessed are those who mourn. If you're grieving, you'll be comforted. Blessed are those who are gentle. Okay, be gentle and you're going to inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's approval. If you do everything concerning God and you're searching after God, you're going to be satisfied. Blessed are those who show mercy. If you show mercy, you'll get mercy. Blessed are those whose thoughts are pure. If you think with pure thoughts, I'm going to show you me in every aspect of your life, says God. Blessed are those who make peace. 
when you make peace, I'm going to put my label on you and my name on you that people will know that you're my child. Blessed are those who are persecuted. If you press, if you're persecuted with me, if you suffer with me, you will reign with me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, lie and talk all kinds of evils to you because of me. I'm teaching you to rejoice because you have a great reward for going through the suffering. Just imagine if your next test could be the thing that unlocks your reward when you respond differently. So if I had to put a title to today's declaration, it would be blessed, the recipe for getting what I need. All of these beatitudes keep me blessed. Following this recipe keeps me in a place where I can always receive from God. What will you receive today? What will you receive today? Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the revelation, but I thank you, even though that the lesson was short, God, I thank you that it brought insight and clarity to even some decisions that I need to make in my life. And so I ask today, God, that you will allow us to make these decisions and implement them starting today and not go back to the old way. But Father, help us to operate in your beatitude so we can remain blessed, bountiful, and so we can remain, God, in your hands and experience the true essence of your kingdom concerning us. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there anybody that have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to say good morning? This is your opportunity. Good morning. Happy favorite Friday, Apostle Pierre. Great share. This is Rochelle. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Rochelle? Good, good morning. morning. Great declaration. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. Krishanda, I miss you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. God bless you. Bless you. Good morning. It's Diane. Great declaration. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Diane. God bless you. Thank you for your declaration. Thank you so much for receiving it. Good morning, it's Tanya. Awesome declaration. Always good to hear you. Hey, good morning, Tanya. Thank you so much. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very good declaration. Thank you so much. Blessings over your day. Hey, good morning, Pastor Pierre. To the awesome share, um, you talking about it was quick, but it was on point, precise, and I got so much. Um, real quick, you said forgiveness does not grant you access. That just resonated with me, um, and and just all that you said, that the way that you broke it down, just gave me more to work on. And thank you, and I love you, and I'm so sad that I missed you when you were here. So just keep on being who you are. I love you. Love you too. I'll be back in September for our conference that we're doing. But yeah, uh, in that, even in that, forgiveness, just because you forgive a person, it does not mean that you have to give them the same level of access to you. What, what happens is, uh, I tell people all the time, until you teach a person how to handle you, they're going to mishandle you every time. 
And so uh, in me talking to my uncle yesterday, I was saying, um, we were using the N-word, right? We was like, nigga, he said, yeah, don't call me a nigga. And I was like, uncle, I wasn't calling you a nigga. I said, but in that, that was a teaching moment. Because in that, the moment I said the word, you said, hey, don't call me that. That's not what I am. And so when you teach a person how to handle you, it makes a demark it makes a demarcation line where they know how to handle you. They know their boundaries. And so I can forgive you. I can forgive you all day. I can even say hi and all of that. But it does not mean that I have to give you access to areas of my life where you where you damaged it, where you breached the trust. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you. That is so good. Um, hi, this is Carla. I didn't get a chance to really hear all of the share, but I guess I did hear exactly what I needed. Um, this, um, I had a situation uh, in that same way where someone breached the trust, and then they felt like they needed to add. They felt like I was not being forgiven. I mean, they wasn't forgiven because I didn't give them access. And I said, after you have breached the trust and you have mistreated someone or even in different situations where those things happen, as Christians, that doesn't mean exactly um, that we, we once you forgive and you basically said, okay, this is it, and I forgive you, um, that they don't have, you know, um, they should not have access because every space is not for them. And that's, that's what I believe that, you know, as God was teaching all of us is that, you know, sometimes when things happen, um, it's not always, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that, that we, that we don't have, um, to allow people to, um, to mistreat you and then, uh, give them, uh, the opportunity to do that again, right? Or do the thing again. Forgiveness is not for that, you know, it's, that's for you. And you want to forgive them. That's, you know, the end of the, uh, the end of the situation in that sense. Um, and then they can gain that trust back. That's the same thing that you, we would do with anyone, right? So, I appreciate just being able to hear that because that's kind of, that's exactly what I had shared with the individual. So thanks so much. No problem. Most of the time when we look at forgiveness, uh, we look at forgiveness as something that we do for the other person. Uh, right. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person, but it has everything to do with you. And so what happens is um, one of the things that I had to learn in dealing with forgiveness is I had to learn this, and here was the question. Um, what allowed me to give them access to break me in the way that they did? Mm -hmm. And so there, there was some point where I let my guard down for mm -hmm. me to be broken. And so now that I realized that my guard was down in that area, I'm putting this guard up for me. Mm -hmm. Because I need to let God fortify this wall so it won't happen again. Because sometimes when we're, um, and if we look at things that we've experienced in our life, the mistake that we make is we give people access to heal places that only God can. And we end mm -hmm. up hurting. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think, and, and, 
And that again, like like I had shared um, with um, the individual, yes, you you are forgiven, and yes, I still love you. But that that's just like our children or anything else, right? You still have to earn that same that trust. You want access at any point. You still have to gain that trust, and that trust means that you have to not do the things that you've done. And that's and and that's okay. And then that's and, and again, we talk uh, a lot of times as Christians, we believe we're not supposed to set boundaries, but that's where boundaries are set too, right? Because you yeah. teach people how to treat you. Yeah, because I can forgive, and, and once again, I can forgive that. But there's also sometimes where that trust can be earned. So, for instance, right. you sleep with my spouse, I'm not inviting you over for dinner. Right. I'm not going to give you access to my house so it can happen again. And so I love you. I can speak to you. I can I can do all of these things. And so sometimes uh, I believe that the misconception that we're taught as Christians is that we have to um, forgive and be passive. Right. And so in a setting boundaries, that's where um, that's where we begin to act like Christ. Even Jesus had boundaries. Right, and, and we exactly. see that when he went, he had he had boundaries. He had there were certain disciples even that could not go with him at mm-hmm. his most vulnerable moment. Right. So, right. thank you, but right. thank you so much for that comment. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Thank you so Good much, morning. Apostle Pierre. This is Kim, and yes, um, the declaration was definitely swift, but it was mighty. And I just want to say thank you so much for being obedient to the Lord and allowing him to use you. Your declare was excellent today, and I really enjoyed it. And I apologize, brother. I know we kind of met at the same time. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good, good, you. good, good, good morning. Good, good morning, Apostle Pierre. Uh, this was uh, definitely needed this morning. Just remind all of us uh, that um, our forgiveness is uh, a part of uh, the process of of being healed um, uh, so we can move forward in, in the declarations and the decrees of God. Um, I know for, for me personally, um, I I can forgive, but I won't forget. Um, so if you, you stab me one time, I'm, I'm not going to let you stab me again. So again, um, it sharpens my discernment um, because that's my prayer. Um, Lord, what did I miss? Um, uh, why did I allow? Why did this happen? Or did I allow? This, did I open up a, a a gate? Or did I open up a door uh, to allow access uh, to myself being hurt? But sometimes, um, even in that, because we allow ourselves to be vulnerable um, in regards to building relationships, um, and we got to realize Jesus he, even as himself had to be betrayed. Um, and, and we say we want to be like the Lord, we want to be like him. Um, betrayal is part of, um, you know, what we may have to endure. Um, but even in that, um, I, my prayer has always been, once you heard me, um, let me discern uh, what has happened so I will not, hopefully not, that won't happen to me again. So that's my prayer for everyone, even through the hurts of others, that we discern the next person that comes so we can see the signs. Um, 
know, you hear about people who, who are getting relationships, they kind of attract the same type of people. Um, and I think that's because we're not discerning um, the relationships um, that are, are coming our way so that we may be able to say, okay, um, I see the sign. I'm not going to allow you access into my world or into my space, into my sphere. So I can know that this is not of God and this is of the enemy. Thank you. Yes, I I definitely wholeheartedly agree. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Hello, hello. How you doing, Apostle Pierre? This is Moxie How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing great. I am doing great this morning. I really, really, really so appreciate your declaration. I want to say thank you. God bless you, man of God. <clears throat> but, but you know what? I was just in here thinking on, you know, the Beatitudes and, and um, how, like, even the, um, you know, the trust, not the trust, let me get that right, the, you know, forgiveness and how you were saying the boundaries and not allowing people, you know, saying to, you know, teaching them how to respect you, teaching them, you know, how to, um, but for me, I come up thinking about that. I was like, God, what was I doing wrong? And, and, and then I just felt the Holy Spirit just was telling me that I was doing it. Um, I was, I was showing forgiveness and I was showing it in the way of my perception because how I perceived of what forgiveness was or what love looked like and whatnot. See, now it's different on today because um, he's, he's having matured me in that way of understanding that it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just so, and just even how you put it, it was just so good because he's given me his perception of love, his perception of um, forgiveness. You know what I mean? So and how you put it, it was truly that you could hear it coming from him. And I just want to thank you for that. God is so good. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you as well. Thank you. Anyone else? Hey, real quick. I'm sorry. This is Dee. Was that Kevin that was talking before? Mona? Brother Kevin, was that you? So that was, uh, that's actually my spiritual father. Um, oh, okay. Father. Okay. Because I was getting ready to run out of here if that was Brother Kevin anyway. Um, I love what you said <laughs> as well. No, he, because that forgiveness piece, I always talk about it because it's a process. And when he said, I can forgive, and my pastor said, forgive in advance. And so when I was going in, um, um, Pierre, you talked about the divorce thing. When I was going through all of my hell with my first marriage, and I would go to church, and I'd be mad because it seemed like every Sunday, Pastor Nutt would say, forgive in advance. And, you know, when you're in your head, you're like, oh, I ain't forgiving that N-word. I just know I don't want to forgive him. I like him. I want him dead, Jesus. But as I understood that I, too, offend, and it's not all about me, and I can really tap into that because forgiveness is not for um, them is for me, but I can heal. Amen. And not only that, the mindset is this. When you forgive and the stuff that happens, you you really can't forget stuff unless you have dementia or Alzheimer's and I'm not being sunny, but the pain and the hurt of the stuff that's done to us, we can use it as a reference. And like the brother said, if you stab me, like he, I'm like that. I'm not kicking it with you. I have siblings, my, oh, my brother and sister will kick it with anybody. That's not me. Because once you show me who you are, I'm cool. I'm going to reset you so, Pierre, when you said that, you don't have access. I'm going to still love you because I'm commanded to, but I have to be use wisdom and know that 
I'm not going to let you bite me again. So I just thank you. Man, I'm, I'm about to clean the school. I'm mopping the preschool as we speak. And I got so much energy because when I woke up, I didn't wake, wake up like that. So I thank you for just being who you are. And I cannot wait to September. So please um, give me the information so I can make sure that at least me and Armani are there to, to see you. No problem. Yeah, it, and it's very important. And so when we look at even forgiveness, okay. and I know we probably got things to do, so I'll try to make it quick. But when we look at forgiveness, even in Jesus' dying moment, um, he, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And we have to understand that there are some people who um, they don't understand what they're doing. However, what they're doing is building us. And so when he said, Jesus, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They, they, they didn't know what they were doing. Although they saw, and, and when you look at this, even when you look at Luke chapter 23, when you look at the people who actually had Jesus crucified, these were people that walked with them. And so there are some people that walk with you that you, you have to forgive. And I, I love that, forgive in advance, because most of the time they don't know what they're doing. And so because they don't know what they're doing, um, you have to train them on how to handle you. And so, yeah, forgive them in advance. But just because I forgive you in advance don't mean that from time to time you can't catch these hands. Oh, this is Krishanda. I love what you said. Um, And I have to put myself in that and that Father forgive them for they know not what they do. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and I like I have to even when you were saying what you were saying just now, have to say, Father forgive me for I know not what I do. When I look, when I had an understanding one way, you know, at one point did I get a new understanding, and somebody might have been offended by my behavior. So. I like to put my name in there. Father, forgive me for I know not what I do sometimes until he gives me understanding. So praise God. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And, and so even even with that, and y'all keep bringing up these comments, and so we're just going to be on this call. But even with that, God forgives us in advance. We don't know what we're going to do throughout the day, but he has already supplied forgiveness for that day. So if he can extend to us forgiveness for the day, why can't we extend it to somebody else? Hello, this is Sister Stephanie. Thank you, Pastor Pierre, for your um, for your declaration. Um, there are so many things that jumped out for me. First off, I just want to say, like you said, where Judas was doing certain things, and he said, if you do it, do it quickly. And there are certain things that um, have happened to me that um the lord has already showed me stephanie withdraw and and step back but then i say well you know i want to go ahead and do this because this is what you would have me to do but then i'm stepping out of my own will but then when i get burned it says a serpent is a serpent is a serpent i don't care whether you bought them from the freezing cold or what a serpent is a serpent but then it says capture pearls not unto swine so you know it is what it is but at the same token Forgiveness is mine, says the Lord, but nonetheless, I have to allow, I have to allow myself to know that um, I am not Christ, you know. And even though forgiveness is something that I do for me, it said all that have eyes can't see. So sometimes I just have to pray for the Lord, pray to the Lord to give me discernment on 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 any given situation, and allow God's will to take to proceed. That's all I got. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Let his will proceed. I love it. Anyone else? 
Good morning, Apostle Pierre. It's Rochelle again. I just, um, as you begin to talk and we talk about forgiveness, I, you know, think of all that time that I was just, you know, being just, just being me. And, you know, certain people don't like you just for being you. Even your own family members, like my sister-in-law, just couldn't stand me because of the relationship that me and my brother had, that we were so close. Literally. We're, you know, siblings, you know, same mama, same daddy. That don't make it any different, but we were just really close. And as, you know, time went by and, it, you know, she would talk about me and, you know, we went to the same church and I was just like, why is this okay for her to act like that? But never said anything to her. Always went to God, always went to the pastor about it. And I thought about it the other day, certain people I wouldn't give my energy to. I don't even have enough energy throughout the day to walk my dog and check. Why would I give you the energy to break me down even more? So that just reminded me that, um, you know, the things that God said that he's not going to let you be tormented by anything, anybody. So I just thought it was huge when he reminded me, you don't have energy to allow them to dictate what you do. Use your energy to worship and to praise me. And I will, they said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. I'm trying to get the added. I'm not trying to be stuck way back there because of somebody else. So great declaration, eye opener as usual, and God bless you. God bless you. And just keep in mind, like, I've, I've learned my, my mindset has been I make no apologies for the oil that's on my life. But I also know where to release my oil. Um, when you look in Genesis, I'll give you this quick revelation. When you look in Genesis at the story of Joseph, his brothers didn't hate him because of the dream. They hated him because of the coat. They hated him because of what he had on that was given to him by his father. Not because of the dream he had. The dream just added fuel to the fire. And so sometimes you have people that that will hate you because of the oil, but it can't stop you from dreaming. Don't let it stop you from dreaming. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Gloria. Gloria, God bless you, Apostle. I appreciate that word and what you just said, that oil. I make no apologies for the oil that's on my life. So I thank God for being able to hear the uh, declaration this morning. And, and getting checked about making sure that my attitude is right about how things are. So I appreciate you. God bless you. Bless you. Anyone else? Good morning. Okay, go ahead. Good morning. This is Miss Tony. I didn't get all the declaration, but I thank God for the word for the people of God. You know, Peter asked the question to Jesus, how many times are you supposed to forgive? And he told him 70 times seven. That's a lot of time to forgive someone, and we can do it with the Word of God, with the help of God. We can do it. And I realize each time you have a relationship with someone or let someone into your circle, you are studying that person. Every time you all meet, you find out something different about them, their ups, their downs, their ins, their outs, what they say, what they like. And that's what I'm learning about forgiving people. You have to study a person through the spirit of God, the discernment, and to know whether they're, you know, of God, what they like, what you're not supposed to say, you know, because people say a lot of things and they hurt. Words hurt and once they're out, you can't take them back. So speak, think twice before speaking once. That's what I was learned, taught. So I thank you for the word on this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning, Sister Lisa. 
a great decoration. I thank you so much. I thank uh, the woman of God to um, hear this word this morning. I want you to, I want to know, I'm, I'm just saying I, it was a blessing to me. It's a healing of this morning for me on this call and another breakthrough. I'm thanking God and, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I want his approval and that I'm thirsty and hungry for his word. And I know he knows where I'm at. And no matter the cost, I, I'm pressing and keep going. And I have to kill this flesh daily, all day, all day. And I'm learning to, you know, not to react to certain things in my family, what they say. You know, I'm able to get the strength. God giving me the strength to say, hey, exit. You know, when I can't respond the right way, am I learning try to how to talk? Um, without the anger coming up. So I have to like, Lord help me. And he gives me the strength to exit. So I just thank God for uh, you delivering the word to me this morning. And it's another breakthrough for me and another healing. And I'm just grateful to, I'm just grateful for this call. It's not a, a, a cry of sadness, it's a cry of joy because I'm proud I want God to be proud, not people to be proud of me. You know, um, I'm just really pressing so for his strength and to walk in his way, you know, and have me run after him and not other things of the world. So I thank you. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Hey, Pierre, where's your grandmother from? Because it sounded like our grandmothers were related with, with them fans. I just had to tell you that. My grandmother was from Arkansas. Was, and I cracked uh, up when yeah. said that because she came with it. She was from, uh, my grandmother, one grandmother was from Arkansas. She was from, uh, I want to say Little Rock. And the other one was from Gallatin, Tennessee. See, I told you, it's that Arkansas thing. My grandmother was straight out of Magnolia, Little Rock, all up and through there. So, yeah, she um, talked so cool. So when you okay, said that, I was like, yeah. I, I, my mom is straight, and straight Little Rock all day, every day. Let's go. I just want to just also say real, real quick, um, thank you so much, everybody. What I'm just really hearing is forgiveness. Don't, you know, don't, we can't just put it in a box for me. You know, it looks different for everybody. It ain't, it ain't the same. You know, it's just not the same. God is so good, you know. Yeah, it looks different for everyone. It looks different for everyone. And, and you can't let anyone force your process of forgiveness. Uh, when we look once again at the story of Joseph, once he finally revealed to his brothers who he was, he said to them something so powerful. He said, don't think that it was you who did this to me. For it wasn't you, but it was God who sent me before you to save your life. I want, uh, if there's anything that I can leave off this call, uh, I'll let a couple more people say good morning. But here's my final thought um, concerning the call today. And that thought is this. Um, if we were in a service and I asked everyone for $10, I asked everyone to sow a seed of $10. And everyone had $10 except for one person. And that person had 10 cents and they came in and put that 10 cent in, I can't look at that person and say, oh, why you would you only put 10 cent in? I asked everybody for $10, and that 10 cent was their best offering. What I've come to understand that has helped me to forgive 
people so quickly is the fact that sometimes what they're giving me is their best offering and they don't have anything else to give, and they don't know what else to give. And so when I condition myself to receive their offering, take their offering, and then teach them how to give a better offering, that's when I truly walk in the statutes of God. Because Jesus did the same thing. He took what the disciples had. He did not change who they were, but he just taught them a different method to manifest and to become. And so that's what forgiveness helps us do. I'll take a couple of more uh, good mornings or comments or concerns. There good morning. I'm sorry for the noise. I'm driving across. So check on my mom. This is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much for your declaration. So powerful, especially the last thing that you just said. Um, I have been, you know, dealing with this for quite a while. I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his forgiveness teaching me how to forgive myself so that I can forgive other people. And um, I love my family. I'm a people person. I'm, you know, grew up very close. Um, but right now, you know, family is uh, divided. Sisters, brothers, niece, cousins. It's a big division going on, and I've just been praying for peace and trying to be the peacemaker. Uh, at the same time, protecting my sanity and my spirit and setting boundaries. Yeah. So thank you so much because it's it's not easy. You know, my mom is 86 years old and all her siblings, they were very close. But her aunts and uncles, they could disown each other for years to come. And she did not want that for her children. But yet I see that that's happening. So I'm trying to make a difference. I'm just praying uh, daily for healing in this family and for this vision, but I'm also making sure to protect myself and my energy and who I let in because I had that same situation where, you know, I would forgive and then keep letting that person have access and they keep coming and keep coming and keep coming for me, regardless of how many times I forgive. So I just decided to just let it, to remove that person, not respond to them the way they respond, and just pray for them. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Apostle Pierre, I, can you repeat what you said uh, about lifting your hands uh, in worship, in battle, and watching God fight? That was huge. Yeah, sometimes we have to understand that our hands are too small. Our hands were never created to fight. Our hands were created to lift up our hands in worship and let God fight for us. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Pierre, for the word. I just want to say that I'm in the process of working on um, forgiving people. I know um, there was... um, People have tried to uh, reach out to me, but I felt like staying away from them, I didn't want to forgive because of what they did to me, and it it hurt it. But I'm learning to work on um, forgiving them. So in the process of me doing that, um, can you just call my name up in prayer whenever you think about me? My name is Cynthia. 
Yes, ma'am. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your daughter, Cynthia. Lord, I decree and declare, God, that you will teach her the method and the process of forgiving. Father, I thank you, God, that every breach that has come to her soul and to her spirit is now being filled with your love. Father, and I thank you, God, that we remove and we bind the spirit of fear of forgiving. Father, I bind spirits of torment that will remind her of uh, spirits of memory recall that will remind her of the things that has happened. And Father, I come against every negative word. I come against every spirit in Jesus' name. Uh, every spirit that comes to antagonize her, every spirit that comes to torment her, every spirit of arrested development that tries to stop her from moving forward and her momentum. So, Father, I decree and declare that your daughter will live in full and complete forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Here's what I want you to remember, Cynthia, is this. When we hold on to things uh, and we don't and we refuse to forgive or we don't know how to forgive or we're saying that we can't forgive, that's only damaging us because that person has gone on about their life. Nine times out of ten, they forgot what they did to even offend you. And so what we have to do is equip ourselves to do what we were doing before they offended us or before they came into our life. And uh, most of the time we get upset about people leaving our life or things like that. But uh, one of the things, one of the most powerful things that you can do is to do what you were doing before you were offended or before you were affected. And guess what that is? You were living. Okay. And so I choose to live. I uh, it's like I choose to live because I was living before you hurt me, and right. I'll live after you hurt me. Okay. Good. And the healing, the healing that you're looking for is only going to come through God. You cannot heal yourself. And, and one of the things that, uh, and I'm I'm sorry, guys, but one of the things that we uh, expect, we expect to, we expect to be healed by the person that afflicted us. And so uh, there's something that I wrote on my wall, on my uh, affirmation wall, and it says this, and you might want to write it down. It says, you know your soul is, is truly sealed or healed. You know your soul is truly healed when you no longer have to prove your success to the one that wounded it. Okay. You know your soul is truly healed when you no longer have to prove your success to the one that wounded it. Mm. All right. All right. Bless you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Yes. Good morning. This is Georgia. And I want to thank you for sharing the story about your therapist tearing up your degrees because you and I are a similar age and I had a similar experience, but it was with my mom. And so it took me 17 years off and on, off and on to get an AA degree, but I stuck with it, one, because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it and also make my mama proud because she always told me, you know, stay in school, get a degree, do, 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 do. So finally I got the AA degree. And one day we were driving in the car and she was, um, she was talking about another family member's kids who's in college and she was saying some things that really weren't very encouraging. She was like, well, you know, he's going to such a school and he may not be doing nothing, but he, he ain't going to come out with nothing better. Hey, hey. And let what she said to like float in the air so she could kind of hear what she said. And I, I never commented on it, but in that moment, I realized everything that I, everything that I had been doing, I don't know but everything that she had been, that I had been doing was to satisfy my mother. And um, 
in that moment, it was just like, wow. I worked, I stayed in school off and on 17 years, which I thought was for myself, but it was really for you. And in this moment, you just metaphorically ripped it up in my face by saying another person ain't going to do nothing but get an AA degree when it took me 17 years to get it. And so um, I had to forgive my mother without an apology. Did I ever bring it up to her? No. Um, but I did forgive her. But even more importantly, I had to forgive myself um, because, uh, you know, I, made the choice to, to, to stay in school to satisfy her and not me. Um, but I thank you so much for sharing that because I really felt alone in that. And I know I'm not the only person, but I never heard anybody share it in a way that resonated so deeply with me. So thank you. Oh, thank you. No problem. No problem. No problem. I've been there. I definitely understand how that is. I definitely understand. Anyone else? Good morning, Apostle Parrot. Could you repeat your quote, you know your soul is truly healed when? You no longer have to prove your success to the one that wounded it. So you know your soul is healed when you no longer have to prove your success to the person that wounded your soul. Got it? I have All a right. comment. I want. I had a comment, yes. lady that just spoke. So, I was doing things for my mother, also trying to please my mother, and the Lord had to wake me up and realize that you need to please me, not your mother. You 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 work on pleasing the Lord, not others. God bless you, sweetheart. Amen. I'm Thank proud you. that you've completed your AA degree. I'm very proud of you. And, I and what that. was your name? What was your name? My name's Barbara. Okay, Barbara, what's the one before you that with the George AA degree? Dr. Chris. George, oh, no. Georgia. Georgia. My name is uh, Georgia. Georgia, do you mind if I uh, prophesy to you real quick? Here's what I hear the yes. Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying that you've entered into a season now where he's about to catapult you and he's about to shoot you. And the Lord is saying that now you have entered into a season of awakening where he's really about to show you the new purpose that you're supposed to operate according to him and his will. And not only concerning the things unnatural, but even some spiritual things. The Lord has been really trying to pull you into new places of ministry that you've been afraid to step out into, even as an intercessor, even as a seer. And so what the Lord is saying that this is the season now that he's cracking open the shell that you try to put yourself in. He's cracking open the cage that people have tried to put you in. But what he's telling me to affirm to you in this season is to know that he's surrounding you now with people that celebrate you not for what you can do, but simply because of who you are. And so the season of people only coming around because they want to uh, celebrate you for what you can do. Because most of the time what you have done has benefited them. But now God is putting you in a position where you are going to be satisfied because of who you are who you are on earth, not because of the degrees you have, not because of those things that you possess, but because of who you are. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I have a comment. 
Hello. Yes. Can you so hear me? I clearly, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. So I clearly understand. I'm not going to drag it on because I know that we have to end this call extremely soon, but can sincerely relate with you uh, regarding the degree thing. Um, God allowed me to go from GED to PhD. And I thought that I had something to prove because I had one of those mothers as well. If I had gotten a degree, then she had the same degree. But then, you know, when I decided to get a PhD instead of going to law school, you know, she was telling everybody, well, you know, Chris got a, she's going to law school. She's great. And, and, and it hurt me that my PhD wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. And it got to the point where what I thought my PhD was going to do, it didn't. And it mm-hmm. nearly broke my marriage. It nearly broke my marriage. I've been married 21 years. It nearly broke my marriage. It broke my spirit. It broke me down because it got to the point where I don't even put them on a wall. I, I couldn't even tell you where they are, where they are. It's to the point where in nine times out of 10, I won't even tell a person that I have a PhD because I don't want to be treated differently. You know what I mean? Same you here. have people that would treat, yep. it's a certain prejudice that comes along with it that nobody talks about. You know, it's a certain level. It's just like, you know, even me being an ordained minister, when you release that out there, you're held at a standard where people forget that you're human and that you can make a mistake and that you're not perfect. You know what I mean? And so you get to the point where you have so much hurt and so much pain until you become numb to it. But you said it right. When you stopped worrying about people, I had to get to a point where I just didn't care. It just didn't matter. You know, it just didn't matter. You know, and we have to get to that point where I said, you know what, God, you allowed this to happen because only you could turn a GED to a PhD. When I gave that degree to God, you know, and now having to hit the reset button and not look at the credential, not look at the accomplishment, but look at what God allowed me to do and that he gave it to me for the purpose of kingdom building. Necessarily that degree, that that was a testimony for somebody. That degree was not for me to brag about, talk about, stand on a mountain about. It was to be a living and breathing testimony that God can take anybody and can give them the highest degree in the land. And when we seek him, then he will prosper that degree. So I don't care if you have a GED, if you have an AA, whatever the degree may be, you know, that's the first part that I want to say. The second part is a praise report. While you guys were praying, remember I told you we moved here and in the midst of it, my 19-year-old Cameron went to a party and he, he ended up getting COVID-19 and we thought he was on his deathbed. Now, last night was hard. Now, I've been up four days with this child, night and day, night and day, night and day, where the ambulance has had to come into my home. And I'm here to tell you, while you guys were praying, my child got up out the bed and got in the shower. And his his fever broke while you guys were praying. And I want to say thank you for that. Because as a mother, you want to pray for your child. But when hallelujah. you add all the people to the mix and say, you know what, God, my hands are too small. Yes. My hands are too small. Hallelujah. I need access to other intercessors that can intercede when I can't. And I just want to say thank you for that. Yes, God. Hallelujah.
And guys, please be praying. And I take that praise report to my family. Please be praying for my sister. My sister right now has COVID. Her and my six-year-old niece. So I'll be going to Chicago uh, this week to see them. I'm actually in Michigan on a preaching assignment. Um, but I'm going, leaving from here, going to Chicago next week to uh, see her and pick up my little niece. So I, I praise God for your son, and I take that prayer support, and I say, God, you can do it for her son. You can do it for my sister. What's so prove yourself. Jamika, yes. Jamika Williams, and my niece is named Kaylee Williams. Well, the blood speaks. Who is that speaking? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you, Well, mm. uh, Apostle Pierre, this is Sonia, Baby Spice. I just want to say to the young lady that just spoke, um, yeah, let's pray before I even speak. Um, Rochelle, you want to go ahead and do that? Go ahead and start, Sonia, and then Apostle can close us out after you pray. Father God, we thank you right now for how the blood speaks on behalf of your children right now. We thank you for the young woman that just spoke with so much power that you have given her, Lord God. And we thank you for Apostle Pierre that stands in the gap for his family, for his niece and his sister. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that how it speaks, Lord God, and how it's endued with your power, your grace, your mercy, Lord God, and the supernatural healing that is going to do my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that it walks down his bloodline, Lord God, and shakes loose everything that's not of you, Lord God, but binds together everything that is of you, Lord God, and that as it binds everything, Lord God, that it will speak, Lord God, and it will give you glory, Lord God. It will show everyone who you are, Lord God. It will magnify not just where where he is, Lord God, but it will magnify in the atmosphere, Lord God, all the way up to the stratosphere, Lord God. I thank you for what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, Lord God, that it will shake loose everything, Lord God. And Lord God, it was down nice just here in the earth, Lord God, but in your heavens, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God. Cover Apostle Pierre wherever he goes, Lord God, wherever the sole of his feet touch, Lord God. We know that you are there, Lord God. You will prepare the way for him before he even gets there, Lord God. Everything that his hands touch, Lord God, let it be so, Lord God. Let it be all that you ask and let it be, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, I love you guys with the love of Christ. I will um, post the update for the conference in the Declare Victory page. Uh, It's going to be September, I want to say, 23rd through the 26th in Sacramento, California. Sacramento, California is called Aftershock the Movement. I'll be teaching. Uh, It's a conference that we do every year. Um, So please keep us in your prayers, and I'll get all the information to you guys. But let me pray and bless your day. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your sons and daughters that have gathered. I thank you for this awesome day to declare victory. And so, Father, I speak that even as we have learned about your Beatitudes and even as we have learned on forgiveness, Father, as you have changed the theme of the day, we thank you, God, that we will walk in true forgiveness. We will walk in your Beatitudes. But, God, most of all, we thank you for giving us all of those things, but we thank you for giving us victory, victory over sickness, victory over our emotions, victory over death, victory over everything that comes to ensnare, entrap, and to entangle your people. And so, Father, we give your name glory, honor, and praise because you are the supernatural God that can do anything. And so, God, we say today, 
do your miracles and do your biddings in the earth through us. And let us take our hands off of the things, God, that we are not big enough or strong enough to fight. And let us allow you to fight for us as we worship. We will stand still, take our positions, and see the salvation of the Lord. We speak blessings over them supernaturally, financially, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I love you guys with the love of Christ, and I can't wait to be with you again. Email me those praise hey, reports. Hey, y'all. Amen. Excuse me, you guys. Excuse me, you guys. This is Brother Cedric. Uh, before we hang up, um, there is actually a cure for COVID that we use from Dr. Sabi. And if anybody is interested in it, you can give me a call at 510-575-1238. This cure that Dr. Sabi has for COVID, uh, it, it, it includes teas. And drinking a gallon of water every day, I just don't know how I can get it to everybody. I'm driving right now. But if you mm-hmm. want it, my number is 510-575-1238. And they're saying that this gets rid of COVID within three days. Okay. Can somebody do me a favor and yeah, inbox Cedric, me his ha- number? Yeah, Cedric, have Imani posted in the room for you. Okay. Yeah, and if someone right. can inbox it to me, uh, that would be good because I'm not able to write it down right now. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Love you, Pierre. Love, love you. Love you. Love you. Love